1: See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, Positively FedEx.
2: There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S. And each week we focus on their stories. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. This is CBS Eye on Veterans, and I'm Navy veteran Phil Briggs, reporting for the military veteran lifestyle website, ConnectingVets.com. Now on the show today, we're going to continue to highlight vets that have navigated the career transition from soldier to successful business owner. And whether you're a vet that only served a few years or one that's faced redefining yourself after an entire life of military service, I found that vets who become business owners serve as great examples for anyone who is feeling stuck or really lacking a true purpose in their life. Not to mention the financial freedoms they enjoy once they achieve business success. Now our guest today is perfect for a hot summer as sweating is her business. Danielle Smith has been in the National Guard for about 11 years. She's from a family lineage that's littered with military service dating back to World War II. But we join her today as the owner of Perspire Sauna Studios franchise location is in atlanta and her success as an entrepreneur in the health and wellness sector has made many consider her an atlanta area trailblazer so with that let's say hello to soldier business owner danielle smith how are you
1: hi phil i'm doing great thanks for asking how are you
2: Super good. And, uh, you know, as you heard in the lead there, man, I cannot wait to find out how you got into sweating as a business and hear more about the journey that got you there. So let's begin with some cliff notes here. Start with military service.
1: I guess you can say how I got started is I had a family. I'm going to have a family that all have um, some form of background in military service. My, my grandfather was in the Navy. My father was a Marine. Um, of course, I say he is a Marine. Of course, once a Marine, always a Marine.
2: Amen. Amen. And I'm
1: in the Army. Um, out of, uh, his children, I have two other sisters. I was the only one, uh, that really took on, uh, took on the challenge of joining the military. But I mean, uncles, aunts, I mean, every, everybody. My dad actually met my mother in the Navy ROTC, um, at Savannah State University. So both of them were on that path to, to join the service. So, I mean, military is just in my blood. We believe in service. And of course, You know, the more you give, the more you receive. And I truly, truly believe that. And I think everyone, wherever they start in life, I think that service is just a huge component. And everyone, whether they're serving their church, their community, you got to serve somewhere. If you want more out of life, serve. That's what I would always say first. That's the background with my family. But I didn't really decide to join the military until the recession back in like 2008, 2009. I was working. In Atlanta, I was, um, uh, you know, fairly new. You know, I'd spent a couple years, uh, out of college and, well, actually before the recession hit, I decided to venture and, you know, venture out and start my own business. And one thing I realized is that a lot of the mentors that I had, whether it be my mentors in my family or just people I knew, I read a lot of Robert Kiyosaki, you know, just, just listening to different stories and, the one thing that I admired about the people that I admired in my life, they all had one thing in common, and that was military service. Hmm. Especially like successful business owners. And I was like, well, man, obviously, if I want to be successful at business, I need to join the military. Because that was the only thing I hadn't done at that point, you know? And, um, I didn't really enjoy working a nine to five. It just wasn't really for me. And I was really athletic at the time, and I was like, "Man, I, I think I just want to do this." You know, you watch those whoa videos, see people doing, you know, climbing the ropes and ringing the bell, and you're like, "Man, I could do this, right?" Because I was always a tough kid and an athlete. So um, I decided in uh, 2000, and Route 10, actually, to join the military. And unfortunately, my cousin, who was already a Marine at the time, he was uh, killed in October in Helmand Province by an IED. Mm-hmm. So then that kind of halted things a little bit. And I was in the process of trying to get in the military. And my sister was like, you shouldn't go. You're going to die. And everyone's always got that big fear. And um, it wasn't until the end of that year that I was able to actually get in. And I told her I wasn't scared. I wasn't afraid. You know, I was going I was going in to OCS as an officer. And my daddy always explained the difference. You know, he didn't want me to join until I finished school. And that was his That was his only rule. He was like, if you're going to join, I don't mind you joining, but go to school first. That's what he always told me. And so I did.
2: God love you for, for that period of time. Um, I lost a buddy in Helmand as well. And, um, yeah, no greater sacrifice than, you know, laying down your life for one of your brothers or sisters. But I could see how that could change, you know, the decision in whether or not you join. I'm surprised to hear that as a young adult, kind of finishing your college years, maybe looking at business entrepreneurship initially, that you felt that the military would give you some of the skills to help backfill what you may have lacked as just, you know, a young man or woman in their early 20s. Most people don't put that together. In fact, I think a lot of veterans haven't even put that together that like what they have achieved, whether you're officer or good old E4. Um, I didn't even realize how important some of the skills and stuff I learned in the military were until I did become a business owner. You recognize that on the front end going, Hmm, I should use some military.
1: The military is nothing but a big corporation. When you think about it in terms of the structure, you know, there's a hierarchy, right? And I, I knew that, you know, just from hearing stories and, but everybody that was successful in my life that had big families that had big houses that all had military service. And I was like, man, um, cause typically if they've gotten out, they were like, my dad had gotten out of the military as a captain and he was, you know, running a, a plant and and where we grew up in Macon. And it's just like, what did you do? And the reason why he was able to get that job is because of his military service. And so I just knew that, you know, the discipline getting up early, right. Um, staying healthy, you know, whether they're paying for it, you know, paying for paying you to do that or not, but, um. And then logistics aspect. And I was like, you know, if I want to be a CEO one day of whatever business or my own, I said, I need, there's obviously something I'm missing and I want to get that experience to make me tougher, to make me learn how to wake up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> um, you know, just so that I can, can be on that level and that I won't crumble and completely, you know, you know, fail. So, um, that is, that's really why I joined the military, just so I can, become a better business person.
2: Now stuff will go sideways despite the best plan and the military teaches you how to adapt and overcome. I'll leave that segment with a little Navy joke here. You know, y'all have been much happier in the Navy as a captain, just saying. I, mean, it's I know, a couple, right? It, it's a couple <laughs> ranks higher in the Navy yeah. officer structure than it is in the other branches. So when you say the captain needs a car to come around and pick us up, if you're the Navy, that car comes real quick. If I you're know, in the right? Marine Corps of the <laughs> Army, they're like,
1: Girl, it it'll get oh. there. there. <laughs> That's
2: 03. Think she's something else, huh? <laughs> That's great. Um, what did you do? Any career highlights? Did you deploy? Did you do anything where you learned, uh, to really get your metal tested?
1: I did. Um, it's so funny. So I was in public. Well, I'm in public affairs and in 2017, I had the opportunity to be the forward commander of my, uh, my public affairs unit. We went down to Guantanamo Bay. And it's it's so funny because I remember when um I was in public affairs school up at Denfos in D.C., they were just like, "Oh yeah, they they would tell you about certain duty stations and like, oh this place is this and this place is this." And then there's Guantanamo, da 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 da. But I feel like they just kind of just kind of skipped over how big of a deal going to Guantanamo Bay would be, especially for public affairs. Um, I went in 2007 and came back in 2018, and. um it was probably the most challenging assignment I've ever had in my entire life. I learned so much in a very short period of time. I grew up really, really quickly. And just the the seriousness, that deployment um, put me on an entirely different level in terms of my ability to adapt, to respond. Um, I grew up a lot as a young captain taking my soldiers over there. And um so funny when I came back, one of the, the colonels was like, you know, Captain Smith, you know, you went over there all happy and and now you're a little edgy. <laughs> like That's right. Yeah, I have to be, right? But I will say it changed my life because it just put a different perspective on um, my goals and my family. And just, I'll tell you, when you have to deploy, I don't, I don't know how many times you deployed or whatever, but being away from your family, people don't really understand when they say, Oh, thank you for your service. You know, when you come back after deployment, you're like, you are very welcome, right? Because I didn't like being away from my kid for almost a year. You know, it's, it's a lot. And so you appreciate it more when you've gone through that experience. And it, it just, I don't know. I don't, I can't really say too much, but yes, I have deployed and, um, I had soldiers who were with me who had also been to Afghanistan. And in terms of the amount of stress, as, as, as one of my soldiers said, it was equivalent to just being shot at in Afghanistan.
2: Now, in the next part of our conversation, we dove a bit deeper into her experience working in the public affairs office at Naval Base Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. For context, Guantanamo Bay, or Gitmo as some call it, has been a contentious issue as during the global war on terror, it housed hundreds of prisoners or enemy combatants that were captured by U.S. combat forces. Some of them have alleged connections to terrorist groups and have even been linked to the attacks on 9-11. And yet others have lesser known stories and organizations like Amnesty International have called for their release. The overall story is complex and many news outlets have reported on the state of prisoners, allegations of torture and human rights violations. This part of our discussion is not meant to be an indictment of all news outlets, but rather show how her experience working amidst reporters that cover these issues and simultaneously working alongside her fellow soldiers, some of whom had already seen combat, reveal how it changed her perspective on the state of news today. And human intelligence is a necessary component of our military strategy to fight terrorism around the world. Well, how else do you get human intelligence and, you know, not to make light of it, but you know, the famous uh, Tom Cruise movie. I mean, you can't handle the truth. There's a lot of things that are going on that you suddenly as a young officer had to face. And I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Look on your face changed a lot. Cause you come home and you've been playing for real now and stuff is not black and white. It is very gray and man, you mature real fast.
1: I matured so fast. I also realized that probably about 70% of the stuff we see on TV in the media is false. That's, I was just, I mean, when you talk about people trying to generate stories, I'm like, come on people, to be on the other side, to actually see day-to-day operations, what's going on and what's totally not going on. And then they just try to feed you that. And you're just like, but that's not, that's not what we're telling you, you know, because the very first thing in public affairs is you have to start with the facts. As a military, you know, public affairs officer, anybody in the government, we cannot lie. Like that is against everything that we have. You know, that, that's not, that's not part of the rule. That's not how you do statements. You have to start with the facts. So we gather the facts and then we generate the statements or, you know, however the statement is around it for whatever we are allowed to disclose. But it's just like when you, you'd see people, I mean, throw all kinds of questions out there that have nothing to do with anything that's really going on. You're just like, man. And so when you come home and you're looking at the TV, and you're just like, oh no, that's false. Like that's false. No, nope, that's wrong too. Just being able to have that perspective, I think that's what really just changed my my life. And the regular person won't won't see it that way. They're like, no, the news said no, the news. There's a real thing called fake news. And there's
2: but- even a nuanced aspect of it where they can take a fact, but just the way the sentence can be constructed or the headline can read can give it a spin that predisposes the listener the viewer the reader to some sort of judgment before they've even got past the lead the bridge and the body of the story you know and um if any of this sounds like inside baseball it's probably cuz we both graduates of dinfos i went to the defense information Hello. school as well so i'm a former military journalist as well now and you
1: already know you already know man <laughs>
2: Ugh. And it's the world we live in. It seems dominated by it now, even more than when you were down there, even more than we first saw when we started the global war on terrorism. We're dominated by these emotionally nuanced headlines that have made people angry. And of course, as listenership grows with one community, they scale it even bigger. They step on the gas even harder. And then you got camps now of people that absorb information from one faucet or another and there is no coming together because they're just continually informing themselves with this flavor that they've chosen.
1: That's not even their fault. Blame AI for that, right? And uh, how the social media, like the algorithms, how they work together, it's programmed to do that. So if you keep clicking, I was telling my husband the other day, I said, you know, if you continue to watch that, they're just going to send you more dumb stuff. And it's more, dumb. and it just starts piling on, you know. I know people who literally will sit on social media, oh, my God, can you believe this? you're just like, yeah, you keep clicking on it. Oh, there's something else about it. And you're like, of course, and you keep clicking on it. Just You know, you kind of sometimes just ask questions and be like, okay, who, where is this coming from? What's the source? And let me make my own decision, right? Um, so, I mean, just as a prime example, there was like a, an article that said Disney World was being moved to Georgia. I'm like, seriously? is this really an article? And this person was reading it. And I'm just like, no, he was just talking about, Oh my God, they're really good. And I was like, no, they're not. It's like, there's, that's impossible. Disney is a multi-billion dollar corporation. I know. I know all the parks down there. There's no way they're picking it up and moving it. And I was like, let me just show you. I picked up the phone and I, I looked at the article and then I scrolled all the way down to the bottom, just kind of skimmed it a little bit. And at the very end it said, but of course this is all like, you know, a hoax. But thank you for reading this article. And I showed, it to him. He was like, why would somebody write that? I said, because this is how stupid and how propaganda works and how they put stuff in front of you to make you just drink it all up. I said, you have to use your brain. And that's what's missing. People aren't using their brains. They think, oh, this is great. They see a headline. They don't even read the fine print and it'll tell you. And that's what, you know, that's what they do. They, as long as they put that little piece in there, they can't say they lied about it. Right. Because what we told them, but it's your fault that you didn't read the whole story.
2: Don't even get us two journalists started on also what it means. We
1: (laughs) could
2: go we can go an hour on this. Don't even get me started on unattributable (laughs) sources. Lord. Uh what I find interesting about how you've gone through that, military public affairs. I find it interesting that you went into an industry that's about health and wellness and is actually doing something to kind of alter the consciousness to help the American citizen feel better while we're being bombarded with all these messages from every direction, from our phone, from our Facebook, from our TV and radio, it's about sweating. So how'd you end up getting on the path to now becoming franchise owner of Perspire Sauna Studios?
1: Actually, one of my favorite stories to tell, because people are like, like laughing at me when I told them that because it, it was not part of the plan. Um, so let me tell you, right? It's funny that you say that again, health and wellness, because when I think back, I got, I bought into this franchise right when I came back from my deployment. And during my deployment, what do they say? You know, you're either going to turn into a hunk, a monk, or what's the other one? It's a skunk or something? I don't know. Um, but, you know, being in that space, I ended up going to church like three times, three times a week. I didn't become the choir director down in Guantanamo just because I needed that, that mental break. But I swam every week. I was teaching people how to swim. I had participated in, in a couple of runs and a 5K. I was in the gym every morning. Man, I came back. I was, you know, so I was, I was looking ripped. And so, um, I just came back because I just really focused on eating healthy. I was on like the Daniel fast and I just lost a lot of weight when I was down there and just got myself mentally and physically prepared to come back and just live a healthy lifestyle. And literally like two weeks before I came back, my sister called me and one of her best friends, Was an attorney, but also a business owner. She had just started as a spin studio and had franchised it. And she'd always told her her friend, hey, if you're ever going to business again, let me know. Well, apparently our business partner, Tiffany, went out to California and she loves saunas. And so she went to, she just happened to stumble upon Perspire Sauna Studio out there, um, I believe in Costa Mesa. And she went out and she went in and she was like, what is this place? They were like saunas. and. She loved the concept. She loved the experience. She ended up coming back and basically contacted the franchise. Well, contacted them at the time. They weren't even a franchise. And she asked them, you know, could she bring the concept to Georgia? Initially, from what I was told, they told her no. And so she was like, no, no, no. I have no business. I've got my own franchise. This would be really great. And so when I got the call, she had at least – gotten them to accept uh, having a meeting. I think she had met with them once before, and then she told them that she had some partners that were going to come in to, to join her. And so that call that my sister gave, gave to me was the invite. She said, hey, Tiffany's starting another business. Do you want in? Now, what do we do on, on deployments, Phil? Are we either smart people or are we stupid people? What do the dumb people do on deployments? They blow through what? Money, All right? All their money. Yeah. All their money. That was taking the um the – Financial Peace University while I was deployed. So not only was I in church, I was, I was paying off debt. I was getting super healthy. And so therefore I saved all of my money, right? My house was running out. I gave my car. My niece had my car. So I was basically stacking to actually invest in something. I was either going to shoot another, um, I just, I shot a comedy sketch series before I left and I was either going to go into my movie stuff or I was going to invest in a business. So I had actually prepared myself. For something bigger. So when she called me, it kind of aligned. It was like, by God, I guess, right? The stars aligned. And she called me. She's like, um, she's got this business. It's called Perspire Sauna Studio. Do you want to invest? Do you want to be a business partner? And I was like, a what? She's like, a sauna. I mean, it's like the things you sit in is super hot. Like the sauna. She was like, yeah, she wants to bring a sauna studio to Atlanta. And I, I told her no joke. I was like, that's stupid. I was like, why would you bring a sauna to hot Atlanta?" I was like, that's the stupidest idea. That's I what I, I, I'm not even joking. She was like, well, listen, you don't have to do this if you don't want to, you know, get on the website. It's Respire, sauna studio.com. Check it out. I was like, okay, well, let me, I said, let me just pray about it. <laughs> let me look at it. I went on the website. I saw this beautiful girl in the sauna. It looks really cool. But I was just like, I was not really a sauna person at the time. For one, there was no sauna that I could, you know, bask in and, you know, Guantanamo. I wasn't going to the spa. And so I was just like, I don't know about this. This doesn't sound like a great idea. But you know what? I had the money, prayed about it. And usually when I pray about something, I'm just like, I pray it and I let it go. I was like, well, if she's doing it, Tiffany's super smart. And Nicole's doing it. She's really smart. My sister. And I was like, ah got I got the change okay I sure I'll do it so I called her up and I said yeah I'll do it and then I flew in two weeks later I said I did all my uh, visits you know I'm home welcome home I did that for like a day and I flew right out to California mm-hmm. and we had the meeting of the discovery day and I was blown away and after that you know we signed on the dotted line and it was just like you know what this is what we're doing now I came back from my deployment start a business. Woo, that's what we did. <laughs> totally walking out on faith because no one else had done it because we were like the first uh we were the second franchise agreement in Atlanta literally months later.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's it- already a couple lessons in there that I've learned and that is what to do to prepare yourself before you make the transition from military to civilian make sure you are stacking. Make sure you are creating and saving your money so that you can make the next right step. Aside from looking at profitability, let's unpack the therapeutic benefits of saunas. I've used it and my loose description is it's a wonderfully laid out little space with some saunas. They look like almost like changing rooms in a department store. You go in, it's the eucalyptus uh washcloth, the music, you enter this thing that looks like a glass shower and you sit on the wooden bench, you set your temperature and you listen to your music. And, and the next thing I knew I was bathed in red light and just sweating a lot. And all of the Toxins from, you know, birthday cake frosting to ice cold beer was just coming out of me. And, and I really felt energized when I left, but on the inside track, what are additional therapeutic benefits for the mind, body and soul that we might not even be aware of?
1: Well, you, the first one you said, you know, it's relaxation, right? I call it uh, mommy time. Um, I, that's how I like to tell people like you need some mommy time, go to the sauna. Um, at perspire, when you walk in, it really does put you in an entirely different mode. You are in the Zen mode with relaxing music from the top ceiling to the, to the floor. Everything is spotless and it's bigger than a changing room. I'll tell you that, um, okay. we have, there's a sauna suites where you walk in, like you said, the sauna's there. It's like, as you said, what'd you say? Like a glass,
2: like say, a shower, a like glass, a glass shower.
1: Yeah. With the with a, with a sauna bench. But you know, so we have chairs in there as well. But it is really your own personal space to change into your birthday suit and really just relax. And In, inside our sauna suites, we do have televisions. And a lot of people sometimes will put it on, you know, uh, what do they call it? The noise or sometimes they'll just turn it on to a black screen or they put their favorite um, repeating video of just waterfalls. And some people literally go in there to watch news. I don't know why you would go in there to watch news um, when you're supposed to be in your Zen moment, but other people catch up on their their Netflix series. But you're in a Zen space. It also is really good for your skin. I know when we went out to Discovery Day, they actually had a lady that stopped by the office that day, and she asked them if she could sign up for her membership. She had, I think, psoriasis? She was swelling or whatever she had, but she realized after like that third day it was really helping her. And so everyone has some type of ailment, right? Some people come in there because they've been exposed to mold. And like I said, everybody's experience is different. But, you know, you're going in there, you know, you are burning calories. If you were to wear Apple Apple Watch, it's equivalent to like a, a two-mile run, right? You can burn the same amount of calories. But when you are talking about you're burning out your birthday cake, I don't know if you ever looked at your towel. But sometimes people go in there and detox for the weekend if drinking too much. But you could see like the spots on your towel. I personally, even though you can have your friends go in this sauna, I wouldn't bring a whole bunch of people in there. Number one, when you add extra body heat, it's extremely hot. But then you know you need to know check your towels out first because then you start sweating and then your towel will have all kinds of stuff on there. It's not the best looking thing. It's kind of gross. Um, So go in there by yourself first, right, <laughs> Just to make sure you can detox all those toxins. But it's just really good for your skin. It helps with your, your blood flow to give you that boost of energy. The chromotherapy lights that are in there can put you in just different moods and, you know, for the mental state. Or um, when you're going in the evenings, we like to turn it to, to blue. You know, it'll really help with your sleep. That's what I noticed for me because I don't really sleep that well. But anytime I go to the sauna, I guarantee you that night I'm sleeping like a baby. And I mean, I look, it'll be like deep sleep. But when I I can still wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning after going to the sauna the night before and I will wake up full of energy literally at 6 a.m. and feel like I slept all night, even if I went to sleep at midnight. It, it just there's different benefits. I mean, you can go onto the website for sauna Studio dot com and you can find a benefit that will work for you. Right. Um, a lot of people use it. For instance, athletes who may need some who are who aren't able to train. Maybe they incurred a, a injury. And they need some muscle rejuvenation or whatever, and they still want to be able to, to recover. It's a place where they can recover and, you know, the muscles can receive that, that deep penetration of the, of the heat therapy. I know a lot of uh, athletes in our, in our Charlotte studio and studios around the country where there's a lot of, you know, NFL teams and stuff. They'll come in and they just go in there just to rejuvenate.
2: So much more than just, I thought I was aware of the connection between sweating out some of the toxins and you can't eat an American diet at some point without ingesting some kind of toxin or some sort of element. That's probably not doing the best for you, whether it's a preservative used in a produce, oftentimes will have some sort of preservatives, some sort of things. I can understand how that can come out from your skin. I didn't even think about the second order effect of the light, the color of the light and the time to just be with yourself, to be in your own mind and who's not going through something. I mean, you don't need to be a military combat vet and thinking of you know emotional injury. You might be a mom or a dad, or you've got illness in your family. You've got something you're working through. And sometimes having that time in a box to be with yourself, to To take that personal inventory is a beautiful and wonderful way to do it. And to know you're flushing out the system all while that's going on And maybe catching up on one of your favorite Netflix shows. I think it's all, like as a package, it just does innumerable good things for you. It sounds awesome.
1: Phil, I wanted to say one thing. You've talked about when you're, you're ingesting things through your diet, but toxins are all around us. Even when you step outside, when you're driving on the street, you know, in the highway, you're stuck in traffic, you're smelling all this stuff. Our skin, our pores are open all day, even from the lotion that you're putting on. Let me tell you something that I realized why I knew this was a powerful experience for me. You know those beads, like the exfoliation soaps? I don't use those anymore. Let me tell you why. (laughs) I was exfoliating one time, and I took a shower, of course. I went over to Perspire, and I noticed that there was like some beady substances. Like I was sweating. It started coming up on my skin. And I'm like, what is that? It was like little plastic pieces. And the only thing I could think of that I had done differently is that I used an exfoliating body wash. When you're in the shower, your pores are open. And you're brushing all that, you know, whatever soap you use, it's literally going into our skin by absorption, right? So you have to really consider... What you're putting on your skin, whether it be scented lotions, things that are exfoliating, but they're really – how are they really exfoliating? What's really in them, right? And I was literally dusting off stuff off of my skin, coming out of all types. I was like, there is no way. And I never realized that until then. I mean, you've really got to to be more cognizant of what you're putting in your skin. It's cleansing your body, right? And so if you go right into taking a hot shower – what What's in the what's in the water? And your pores are automatically open. You're, you're, they're still open. They're going to be open for at least another 30 minutes while you get out of there. So you're exposing your, yourself to, you know, whatever you're going to do in the shower and the lotions that you're putting in. It's just going to be absorbed right in. So that was my personal experience, and it keeps you, keeps you youthful, too. I've seen a lot of um, elderly customers that come in, and, man, they're running their dogs. They look great. You know, you can't tell them anything about their skin once they come out of there and their lush hair. <laughs>
2: Amen. And, and I mean, look at our brothers and sisters in Finland, in Sweden, in Denmark. I mean, you know, those cold weather countries that have long since believed in saunas. My parents are from Minnesota. I grew up a very early years up there near Minneapolis. And, uh, yeah, folks there have saunas in their backyard. You know, they got an ice fishing house and a sauna. And, uh, you know, you go, you go get a good sweat and you just feel better for all the aforementioned reasons. And, uh, who knew that even the soaps and the things were Using on ourselves may actually be inhibiting the skin's optimal function. And uh, love hearing about it. Where have we gone on our business journey? So we sunk into one perspire sauna studio, and uh, what has life looked like since?
1: Well, since I have, of course, uh, partnered with some other investors as well, and so, and aside from just our Buckhead studio, we also have one in um, Sandy Springs. And in Virginia Highlands here in Atlanta. And then my sister and I, and along with some new new partners, we also opened up another one in Charlotte. So um that's another thing. When you get into a franchise or a business, as long as you're doing well and you're following the system when it comes to franchises, the opportunities will get will be there. And it opens doors for you to be able to expand and to venture out and have more opportunities in business. Because once you, it's just like riding a bike. Once you learn it once, it's like, oh, I understand the concept. I understand the process. And then you can do it again. And that's pretty much what my, um, that's pretty much what's happened to me because of Perspire. I've also been able to get into, you know, other franchise brands. And so as a soldier, I will tell you, if you can follow instructions, then you can have a franchise, right? You can get your foot in the door. The only reason why I got my foot in the door. For a second brand I'm working with is because, because I am a veteran. Because they want military veterans to take on business endeavors because they know, number one, that they're disciplined, that they know how to wake up, that nine, nine times out of ten they're going to follow through on their tasks. And so when they're looking at you as opposed to a different candidate, they I guarantee you nine times out of ten, as long as you, you had an honorable discharge or you're, or you have, you have a good track record, nine times out of ten they're going to offer you the opportunity. Because they appreciate your service. Um, they believe in what you stand for. And they're going to pro- they're going to take their chances on you, more, than, more so than anyone else. So um, I think my most important thing I like to tell um, veterans is that, you know, you have to trust. And I know some people are so scared when they're transitioning. You have to trust that everything that you've done over the years that you served, the amount of skills that you have to be adaptable and flexible and everything that you used to do to make things happen in the military, you can make it out here in the civilian world just as just as just as well and um but you have to believe that what you've learned and what you've experienced is good enough i think that's a mental block that a lot of veterans have when they're scared right they're like they're just not sure you're never going to be sure you got to take that leap of faith just like you took that leap of faith when you're going down range and you're shooting that stuff trust me come out in the civilian world and try something different start a business and i bet you you will be fine
2: that is such good advice, and that actually kind of nailed, stuck the landing that I really wanted for this because I think too many veterans out there are afraid to redefine themselves. For the guys that did one deployment, maybe two, can understand a certain level of fear, but you need to get back in the game in the civilian world. I can understand for the officer that spent 25-plus years in or the you know senior enlisted that's made an entire career It's a daunting task to look at yourself at 40 some years old and say, I got to find a new me. It is so comforting to hear that we can rely on this ability we had as service members. You can do it if you apply yourself. One more question I want to ask, working within the franchise model, I looked at a few franchises also, and I was a little creeped out by some of the asks. Some of the amount of money they wanted to outlay to cover a zip code, or I just didn't see how monetarily it would add up. Tens of thousands of dollars. How do I recoup that immediately considering I don't know to what degree this business is going to pick up speed? If it's a slow build, why are they asking me for so much money? What are some things that Perspire Sauna Studios did that you liked?
1: At the time, that was my first franchise, right? But the first thing do you believe in the concept and what it stands for? If people are just trying to jump in businesses, oh, I'm going to make all this money and money. money. What are you actually providing? Are you providing something that people want or something that people need? And of course, when we got in at 2018, um, everyone was this, this health and wellness kick about eating healthy and um, taking care of ourselves was like at the front of everybody's everybody's mind. Right. And then, you know, I, we, must, we had just lost my mother, um, while I was deployed to cancer. And just knowing the benefits and from what we experienced and what we'd seen and we'd heard, um, of saunas, right? We just, we were really like, you know, we really wish this had been around when my mother was alive because maybe it could have helped her. Um, my father's a diabetic and with his experience with sauna, it actually helped his whatever. I know he just had, didn't have to take so much insulin anymore. And it, it helped him. And it's just like, for us, it was about what are we providing? Something that people can actually benefit from. So when it came down to the numbers, remember, it hadn't really been tested yet. This, it was a new franchise. Um, and so, of course, the build out was a lot uh, less. When we bought into the franchise, I don't know, the, the franchise fees weren't as as much, you know, as some other franchises. And so that's what we looked at. But we went in for the long term just to see where this brand is going to go because it was so fairly new. Um, And plus, we wanted to be able to benefit from it too. So I think for anybody who's just making, you know, an assessment of different franchises, you got to make sure the numbers make sense for you, right? If you're going in this to try to make tons of money, just know that any business, you're going to have to work at it. For Perspire, nine times out of 10, and for any business, you really should work in the business first so that you can be able to sympathize and relate to your employees just so you understand how the business works um, and so that you can help it grow and help it, you know, improve it and be able to pass that knowledge and experience on to the franchisors who you want those type of business um, owners and franchises who will actually listen and take your ideas to be able to benefit from it and to help expand the brand. And that's one thing you want to look at is your, is the franchise that you're trying to invest in? Is it actually growing? Um, for us, uh, for Perspires on a studio today, they've awarded over 150 licenses, right? We are steadily growing and a lot of it. It's, it's so funny because one of my friends, uh, from UGA, after I, uh, we had opened up ours in, in Buckhead in Atlanta, I didn't find out until when we got our first merger and acquisition with Buckhead to, to expand in the area that she opened one in another part of the city and we're like, and I was like, did you hear about it for me? But she was like, she didn't even hear about it for me. She had learned about it because it was one of the growing franchise. And so are they going somewhere? Do they care about the brand? Is there a brand consistency when it comes down to how they're marketing? And do you, do you really care about what your the benefits that you're bringing? So I always, I always focus on yes, the numbers, but the demographics that you're putting in it. How is it benefiting the community that you are deciding to go in?
2: What you just said, I think is probably the most profoundly important thing about starting a business. And that is believe you got to believe in it. It's got to have a touch point to your life. And for the veterans out there that are looking for that new version of themselves, for the veterans out there that lack purpose and lack a purpose driven life, because now they're out, they're just working for X, Y, Z business and old man Smithers is grinding them and they're unhappy with their life. And pretty soon that translates to trouble with the wife. I mean, you can all of a sudden, if you don't have purpose and you don't have something, you feel you're making a difference in life, then you are probably going to fail. I didn't even think about it beyond the numbers, the dollars and the cents. But believing, believing in the concept makes you the best person to execute that concept.
1: One thing that veterans have that no one else has, especially if they retired or they're on disability or they receive some of the, you know, veterans benefits, you all have a nest egg. Okay, there's a nest egg, especially if you're retired and you're already getting paid. Most entrepreneurs who start off on the civilian side don't have that unless they came from, like, really wealthy parents. So what are you really scared of? Because you can always fall back on your nest egg. you're, You're still getting paid. So they have an opportunity to test things out and to try new things. They also have their health insurance. You don't, you don't have that as a regular civilian. And as the National Guardsman, you know, that's why it made sense for me to be able to do this business because I have health insurance and I have a business. So I'm still in the National Guard. That's what a lot of people are like, oh, just, you just got out. No, I still serve to this day, but I also have a business. And when you're in the National Guard, so say if you decide to get out and go into the, um, the ready reserve or, you know, or one of those type of things, you can still serve if you just have to stay in, still serve and then do a business. Why not? Like you've got to give yourself a chance. And if you don't at least try it yourself, you know, you can't blame anybody else.
2: And it is so cool to see the success. Uh, you know, you just radiate it. You just radiate the kind of, you know, the kind of positivity. Of somebody living their purpose driven life. You, you feel it when you talk to a business owner, whether they're selling ice cream or whether they're selling sauna studios, you know, if they're believing in it and it is making a difference, then they're going to make that business successful and they're going to find the people that relate to them. You're doing one heck of a job. And that's exactly why I want to put the focus on veteran business ownership, because it is a pathway to living your best life. Danielle Smith, proof positive. You can go from soldier in Gitmo, Guantanamo Bay and re-enter civilian life and just shine like a bright star. Get your sweat on. Perspire Sauna Studios. Where do I learn more about what you're doing down there in Hotlanta?
1: No, um, not even just Hotlanta. I mean, we're all over the U.S. now. If you go to perspiresaunastudio.com, um, you can learn about where we're coming next, um, as well as, you know, how to own your own studio. I think if this is a brand that you're interested in and you're not afraid to put a little sweat in there when you're working, sweat equity, <laughs> <laughs> um, then this is a great brand for you to 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 take a look at and, and see if you might be interested in them. Um, I, I don't know. I think there's an application process, but every franchise has a discovery day where you can just basically go visit and, and see exactly what the brand is about. And don't forget, it's a two-way interview, though. You're not just interviewing them. They are interviewing you as well to make sure that you're the right person to provide these type of services um, in your community. So I think as long as people understand that, that it's, it's it's a two-way street there, you can help them, then they can help you. So for com.
2: Danielle Smith, thank you so much for sharing your story. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans, ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast.